Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Tonight, we're in Luke chapter number 10. We're turning the chapter uh, in the book of Luke. And in 10, uh, we're going to see three different sections. Not tonight, but uh, the first section, we're ambassadors for Christ. And then uh, the second section, uh, we're to be neighbors like Christ. Uh, and, and then the last section, we're to be worshipers and lovers uh, of Christ. And so uh, the one tonight, we're looking at uh, ambassadors for Christ. The harvest, is, uh, is, the harvest truly is, is great. Uh, and then neighbors like Christ, that's going to be the story of the Good Samaritan. And then uh, worshipers of Christ, that's going to be Mary and Martha. Mary, uh, who was worshiping Martha, who was cumbered about with much serving. And so three weeks, we're going to be uh, in Luke chapter 10. Uh, but let's start out reading the first two verses together, if you will. Are you ready to read it together? Just the first two verses. Let's read it together. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Let's pray. Lord, I do pray that you'll continue to teach us your word as we uh, draw our hearts closer to your Son, uh, to the love letter that uh, you've penned from eternity past for this moment tonight. Uh, and we'll look at how we should be worshipers of Christ, and uh, we'll look at how uh, we should be neighbors like Christ, but tonight help us to uh, dial in this thing of being ambassadors for Christ. God, we'll give you the praise for all that you do. It's your church, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to, to be a part, to have a part, and we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen. I picture the harvest truly is plenteous. The laborers are few. Uh, in Iowa, there's rolling hills all through Iowa. It's not a flat state by uh, any stretch. Uh, and uh, the, the crop that's grown in Iowa isn't wheat, though I picture wheat in uh, this passage, it's corn. Uh, but if you crest one of those hills in Iowa uh, and you look down, if it was wheat, you would see wheat, corn, uh, as far as the eye can see. Uh, and from that elevated vantage point, looking uh, across those wheat fields that are kind of uh, blowing in that wind, you'll see a, a roof of a, of a house, a farmhouse, a ranch house that, that owns that property, but you'll also see hundreds and thousands of acres of wheat ripe uh, as far as the eye can see. A, a huge harvest. Uh, and you can almost go to any part of Iowa, and, and anytime I tell someone I'm from Iowa, they say, uh, did you grow up on a farm? No, I didn't. Anyway, uh, and, but uh, there are a lot of farm uh, all across with, with corn. Uh, but with that wheat, with that wheat, imagine coming across that hill, uh, just those, those waves of grain, hundreds and, and, of acres, uh, and imagine that harvest is already passed, that harvest is ready to go, uh, and there's not a team of combines, those harvesters that would harvest that grain. Now, there's not a team of them where one uh, straddles another, straddles another, straddles another, uh, as they wipe that wheat out uh, in, in, in a short time. Uh, in fact, uh, in this harvest in our mind, this passage here, it's not even one uh, 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 combine 
harvester that's trying to harvest those, those hundreds of acres of wheat. Uh, in, in my mind, it's one man. Uh, and he doesn't have a harvester. He doesn't have a combine. Uh, he has a sigh. A sigh. Uh, and he's not even making a dent in those hundreds of acres of wheat. Uh, not even making a dent uh, in those hundreds of acres of wheat as he tries to do the best he can. But the growth of the field outpaces the dent or the area that he harvests so far. Uh, every one acre he'll harvest, two more have grown uh, and have become ripe uh, and are ready to fall to the ground. It's big, it's getting bigger, large, it's getting larger with no end in sight. The harvest truly is plenteous. The laborers truly are few. Someone posed the question, uh, what's 750,000 miles long, uh, reaching around the world 30 times and growing at 20 miles in length uh, per day? And, and the answer uh, to that supposed question is those people that are lost without Christ. Growing 20 miles a day, uh, the population of the world increases 146 people a minute, uh, 8,790 people an hour, 211,000 people a day, uh, which means 77 million people uh, a year. Boy, that one man, that one side trying to harvest, uh, trying to get the gospel, uh, trying to spread uh, the word of God uh, to the land. Boy, he can't even keep up. There's no place that doesn't need the gospel. There's no person that doesn't need to hear the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and those that do go, those that are witnessing, can't keep up. They're losing ground. Uh, before he can harvest one acre, two more uh, are ready to go. And let's be honest, but we're not keeping up. Uh, Christianity is not keeping up. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Uh, you know, even in laborers, we're losing ground. Uh, not only in the labor, but even in laborers, we're losing ground. We're not sending out enough missionaries to replace the missionaries that are quitting and coming home. Uh, we're not uh, uh, bringing and training up, sending out uh, enough pastors to even replace the pastors that are giving up and quitting. Uh, and so uh, in the work, we're not keeping up, but even in the laborers, we're losing ground. And so let's talk about it just for a minute uh, tonight as we look at we're ambassadors for Christ. We're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. Put down number one, if you will, write it down. The process for the harvest. The process for the harvest. Look at verse one. After these things, the Lord appointed other, uh, another, uh, even more different, other uh, 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and, and, and every place. There's no city, there's no place that doesn't need a gospel preaching church. There's no city, there's no place that doesn't need a, a church that's teaching through the Word of God. There, there's no person, there's no place that doesn't need to hear the gospel. And, and so he sends them out two and two before his face, every city and place, whither he himself uh, would come. Sent out. Sent out. Uh, we're not supposed to wait for them to come in. God has commissioned us to be sent out. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Uh, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, that harvest, that harvest. Uh, I went to Fort Madison High School, uh, and uh, it's a small town, uh, 13,000 people, and there were farms all around it. Uh, and the attendance of the school really 
uh, waned when harvest time came around because it was uh, every abled man on deck, everybody, uh, temporary help going. Uh, now, you could, you could be casual uh, in the off-season. You could be casual even in the cultivating and the weeding, the planting, the, 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 the overseeing. But when harvest came, right, when harvest came, it was long hours. Uh, when harvest came, it was every man on deck. Uh, when harvest came, it wasn't just about the owner and the family and the farmer. Boy, it was about temporary help helping out. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, at least two summers um, uh, during uh, those times in Fort Madison that I was growing up. Uh, they would detassel corn. Has anyone in here besides me ever detasseled corn? Detasseling corn. Wow, uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, uh, Darwin, uh, detasseling corn. And what they would do for two months out of the summer, uh, the corn, and I don't even know why they detassel, you know, those fluffy things on the top of the corn, uh, so it doesn't cross-pollinate, it's supposed to do something, I have no idea. But anyway, uh, they would load up these buses with school kids, uh, I mean bus after bus after bus after bus, uh, uh, teenager after teenager after teenager, uh, and I think it could be 14 to work this job, and you'd make pretty decent money, but you would work. The buses, you'd have to get there by 4.30, they'd leave at 5. Uh, you'd work from sun up to sundown, uh, because when it came to the harvest, what happened during this time of year had everything to do with that farm's rest of the year. The harvest. The harvest. We're sent out. The harvest. Uh, we don't gather for the harvest. We go out to get the harvest. Uh, we worship here. We work there. We worship here. Uh, this is more of a huddle, but, but we run the plays uh, there. Uh, we're sent out as the Father has sent me, Christ said, even so send I you. Uh, and, and the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Uh, and so as we're going, boy, we need to be witnessing and testifying and sharing the gospel. Uh, he sent them out two and two before his face into every city, every place, Every city, every place, there's no place that doesn't need the gospel. There's no person that doesn't need the gospel. There's no city that doesn't need the gospel. In fact, uh, uh, the Jewish Talmud says that uh, when Israel was birthed, when the law was given, uh, it was heard in 70 different languages. Uh, and this is just Jewish history. You're not going to find this. Uh, it's, it's in that, the Talmud, that the historical writings, and then the oral uh, history uh, uh, but, but they say it was in 70 languages because that's how many languages were represented on the planet at the time. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it encompasses all, and it encompasses all. Uh, but then on the other side in Acts chapter 2, some would cite the exact same number of languages were represented in Acts chapter 2 because this thing is, a, is, a, uh, is an all-inclusive thing. Everyone, everyone needs the gospel. Every, every city uh, needs to get uh, the gospel uh, go ye therefore into, into, and teach all nations, go into all the world, every creature. Where there's no person, there's no place that we're not supposed to tell. There's no person, no place that we're not supposed to go. We're to be ambassadors. Ephesians 6.20, Paul said, I'm an ambassador, I'm an ambassador for Christ. And so for the process of the harvest, uh, he sent them out, sent them out. Uh, he brought them and trained them up, he, he, he sent them out. Uh, put down number two quickly, if you will. Uh, notice also the problem for the harvest, or the process for the harvest, and now the problem in. The process for the harvest, the process uh, for the harvest. Uh, and of course, we'll see that Christ is the Lord of the harvest. He'd be the owner. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit of God would be more of the manager, walking among, walking among, 
uh, all of the workers. There's going to be some full-time farmers involved, staff that uh, are involved in the harvest, but then there's going to be a, a whole lot of people that are just volunteering temporary help. Uh, everyone uh, I- I- involved in that harvest, it's a lot like uh, if you've ever seen uh, on TV, uh, an Amish barn raising where the entire community comes out, the entire community comes out, and um, uh, I think seven brides for seven brothers, which I've never fully seen, guys. Uh, but I, I think they throw a, a barn up uh, during that time. I'm told Char told me that. She told me about that. Anyway, uh, and so the whole community is involved in that. Uh, and in the same way, for the harvest, boy, our entire community, church community, the community of believers, hey, needs to be a part of that. And so number one, the process for the harvest, and now the problem in the harvest. Three problems or three challenges. Uh, write it down. Number one, uh, notice first the immensity of the task. The immensity uh, of the task. Verse 2. Therefore said he unto them two absolute truths about the immensity of the task. Two, two uh, inarguable, unarguable, absolute. The harvest truly is great. The harvest truly uh, is great. Uh, you can't look around the world without seeing that uh, the harvest truly is plenteous. Uh, you can't look around our our nation without seeing there's a whole lot of people that need the gospel. Uh, you can't look around our state, our city, our town, our, our neighborhood without realizing absolutely the harvest truly uh, is great. Fact one. And fact two, the laborers uh, are lean. Uh, the immensity uh, of the task. The immensity uh, of the task. Uh, and, and God's solution is going, going, that's God's solution, but God's solution is also praying. Look at it in verse number, uh, verse number two. Uh, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Say the next three words, you ready? Pray ye therefore. Say them with me, you ready? Pray ye therefore. Uh, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. I think it's interesting that the only imperative here, the only imperative here, now it's implied that we're to go. But the only imperative is that we're to pray. Uh, it's implied that, that we need to go. Other places commanded that, that we need to go. But, but here, the only imperative is that we're to pray. We're to pray. It's a lot like Matthew 28. Uh, go ye therefore, as you're going, as you're going. Hey, we're already going into all the world. Uh, and as we're going, let's be blessing, encouraging, witnessing, inviting Uh, Let's be sharing the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, we're already going uh, into all the world. And so uh, the immensity of the task, that's the first, the first problem uh, in the harvest, uh, the immensity of the task. But then number two, write it down, the inevitability of the attack. The inevitability of the attack. uh, And and I think it's interesting that the attack doesn't come uh, until the laborers go. The attack doesn't come until the laborers go. Uh, there's a whole lot of churches that will never experience an attack because they never do go. They never do reach. They never do witness. Hey, they're just all about gathering and kind of a fellowship, kind of a country club, uh, kind of a Christianity where, where we just gather, we just gather, that's all, that's all, just gathering. Hey, they never send out. They never, they never uh, 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 go out. Uh, and the attack doesn't come until that happens. Uh, look at verse number three. Uh, go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as, say it, as lambs among wolves as lambs i'm going to send you forth uh, i'm going to send you forth uh, and that's when the attack comes uh, as lambs before wolves when satan sees that we're serious about soul winning and witnessing and sharing 
Uh, when Satan sees, we become serious about inviting and, and sharing. Bottom left, share, share that. Uh, uh, when he sees that we're serious about that, hey, that's when Satan attacks. And that phrasing, lambs before wolves. Uh, the natural thing is for that lamb to be attacked by that wolf. <laughs> uh, uh, lambs before wolves, uh, the natural thing, it's going to happen. For it not to happen, uh, it's an unnatural thing. Uh, in fact, uh, at the millennia, uh, millennium, uh, the turn uh, into uh, 2000, a zoo was portraying the millennial peace uh, by having this one uh, cage that had a lion uh, that was in one corner. In the same cage, a lamb uh, in the other corner. Uh, and people would come and just, wow, just kind of awe at that. And just that's, it doesn't seem like uh, it's right, but it just needs the lion, the lamb, the lion, the lamb. Uh, finally, one of the visitors uh, went to one of the keepers and he said, well, I can't believe that lion doesn't eat that lamb. And the keeper said, oh, he will. He, he will. No doubt about it. Mark it down. Well, well why isn't he now? Uh, and and he, the keeper said, because he's so full from eating the last lamb last night. Uh, and, and, and he'll be good until the park closes down, and then he'll eat that lamb. The key is keep replacing the lambs. That's the key, keep replacing the lamb. Because it's a natural thing for a wolf to attack. For a wolf to attack. Someone said, if you don't ever want to be attacked, criticized, critiqued, don't ever say anything, don't ever do anything, don't ever grow anything, don't ever build anything, don't ever achieve anything. But if you do, uh, you will be attacked, criticized, and critiqued. Uh, there's people out there that, boy, happy, fat, sassy, just no attacks, just comfortable, uh, because they're not doing anything. They're not building anything. They're not, they're not going anywhere. But as soon as you do, boy, those attacks will absolutely come. I send you forth as lambs, not even as sheep, which seem a little stronger, but as lambs a little more vulnerable that are going to be attacked. They're going to be assaulted. They're going to be bitten, 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 and, and, and devoured. Uh, in the world ye shall have tribulation, beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. I send you forth as lambs uh, among wolves. And by the way, uh, isn't that how the Lord Jesus Christ came? Behold the Lamb of God, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. First Peter, uh, he's a lamb without blemish and without, without spot. Uh, he's a lamb that was slaughtered. He, he's a lamb that was sacrificed, Acts 8. Uh, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Uh, and a lamb, as a lamb dumb before his shearer, the slaughter, the shearer. So opened he not his mouth, but he died to give life. He he suffered and sacrificed to bless. He did without. Uh, uh, he who was rich, yet for your sake became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Uh, and that's what a cross is. A cross is when we willingly sacrifice to bless others, to help others, to reach others. Uh, our uh, uh, American Christianity, our uh, Western Christianity is so foreign to this idea of taking up a cross, denying ourselves, taking up a cross and, and following the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, for so many of us today, it's uh, uh, more and bigger and, and, and take care of this and I need this and I have to have this. And, uh, and, and then if we have anything left over, that's when we try to be a, a blessing as we uh, give the leftovers to, to the community. And so, uh, number one, the immensity of the task, uh, the immensity of the task, huge, Laborers lean. Number two, the inevitability of the attack. 
Uh, the inevitability of the attack, lambs before wolves. But then put down number three quickly, see, uh, the immediacy of the, t- of the time. The immediacy of the time. And, and so uh, we're looking at the process for the harvest. Uh, and now uh, we're looking at the problems in uh, the harvest. The harvest is a now thing. Uh, it's a now, immediate thing. Uh, all hands on deck thing. John chapter 4. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Now keep in mind, this is right after the disciples uh, went to the town, that village, to get lunch, to get food, when Christ was back at Sychar's well, leading the Samaritan woman to himself. Uh, And we do know that that Samaritan woman went into the same village that the disciples uh, went into to get lunch. They stopped by the restaurants, the food trucks. They were outdoor dining. Uh, And they ate there, uh, and they fed, uh, and they, they, they came back, uh, and, and the Lord said, uh, as they questioned, they questioned, they questioned, and say not there are four months, and then, and, and then come of the harvest. Lift up your eyes into the fields. They're white already uh, under the harvest. Boy, don't say, don't put off uh, saying four months, then we'll get busy. Four months, and, and then we'll engage. Four months, the fields are white already. They're ripe. Uh, they're overly ripe. Uh, they're ripe to the point if there's not a harvest that, that wheat's going to fall to the ground. And that's why, look at verse number 4, Christ said, carry neither purse nor scrip. Boy, don't take time to gather that up. Uh, don't waste time focusing on that. Hey, the harvest is a now thing. Look at it. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man, by the way. Say not four months and then... Uh, four months and then, hey, give me four months to, 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 uh, 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 to save and get ready and financially take care of. And, and uh, uh, no, God said, hey, don't worry about all of that. Matthew 6, I'll take care of that. Hey, you take care of my work, my business, and I'll take care of your business. In four months when work slows down, or uh, in four months I'll be back on topside, or uh, in four months when my finances will be ready. And in, in four months, in four months, it's interesting to me that Uh, Almost to the day, this COVID close, uh, this COVID shutdown uh, has lasted almost to the day four months, four months, Uh, which makes me stop and praise the Lord for our Rosedale Reach team, Uh, not just staff, but church members that have been involved, reaching out, blessing encouraging uh, those that have need uh, engaging but i'm so glad that this church never shut down we never closed uh, yeah we did live stream for a while but but uh, we've been ministering the entire time say not four months four months once this turns around then i'll start uh, no it's a today thing it's a now thing because those four months quickly turn into four years and we're still not witnessing we're still not sharing we're still not engaging we're still not uh, involving as we're putting off, putting off, putting off. Uh, that proverb in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse number 20, it, it breaks my heart just hearing it. The harvest is past. The harvest is past. And it's a proverbial phrase that the Jews would use. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. Uh, and, and the summer being ended, their harvest would be right around September. The harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. It's a heartbreaking phrase. Uh, Say not four months. That summer would have lasted about four months. Boy, as a Christian, boy, I want to be blessing today. 
Uh, I want to be encouraging, making that call, sending that text, uh, going out of my way to, to be a help. The immediacy of the time. Uh, look at it again, verse 4. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. Verse 5. Uh, and into whatsoever house. Don't focus on the house. Into whatsoever house. So many of us put those things, that purse, that, that, that clothes, that, that, that house, prioritizing that. that. Uh, no, whatever house you're in, uh, enter first and say, peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace will rest upon it. If not, uh, it shall turn to you again. Uh, and in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you. Eat such things as they set before you. Boy, our focus tends to be on the purse, the money, the finances, the house. Wait, let's, let's focus on that first. Let, let's focus on that first, and, and then we'll get busy with the harvest. And, and the Lord says, no, whatsoever house, and don't worry about those other things. I like the proverb that says, uh, prepare thy work without, thy work, thy work, thy work. Prepare thy work without, make it fit for thyself in the field, the field, the harvest, where the harvest happens. Prepare thy work without, make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house. It's not that we shouldn't ever, it's the priority should be the spiritual and then the physical. The spiritual and then the material. The spiritual and then the financial. Uh, and whatever food comes your way, hey, I'm going to provide that. I'm going to provide that. Be content with that. Uh, whatever pay comes your way, hey, I'm going to provide that. Be content with that. By the way, go back to chapter 9. He's already kind of addressed this in verse number 57. Look at 57. And it came to pass that as they went uh, in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I'll follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Uh, I'm not focused on the house, it's whatsoever house. Look at 59. And he said unto another, follow me, follow me, follow me. But uh, he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Give me about four months, four months, and then come with the heart. Say not, say not, four months. Verse 60, Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said also, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell for about four months, four months, which are at my home and at my house. Give me four months. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, the work, the field, no man having put his hand to the plow, still talking about the harvest, and turning back, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. And so, number one, we have the process for the harvest. Bring in, train up, send out. Seventy others also he sent out, two and two. Uh, and then the three problems in the harvest, we have uh, the immensity of the task, uh, the uh, inevitability of the attack, the uh, immediacy of the time. Uh, we need to simply go. We need to simply go. In fact, we're already going. And as you're going, let's be witnessing and inviting uh, and testifying and sharing, uh, handing out tracts, boy, encouraging along the way. Put down number three, the practice of. The practice of. Uh, how should we behave ourselves in the practice of two things? The actions, the actions. Verse nine, and heal the sick that are therein. Now that's not just uh, blessing everybody, but those that receive. 
Those that received. In fact, he said that in verse 8, the ones who receive you uh, heal the sick that are therein. And, and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Bless them, teach them. That's the actions. Put down also the attitudes. Look at the attitudes, verse 10. But into whatsoever city ye enter, kind of whatsoever house, whatsoever house, same type of thought, but uh, into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you not, go your way out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city which cleaveth unto us, we do shake off, we do wipe off uh, against you. Basically saying, don't let that rejection, don't let that criticism, don't let those scoffers, hey, don't let those that, that are critics Wait, uh, drag you down, uh, shake it off, uh, and go to the next one that wants to hear. Uh, go to the next one that wants to receive. Uh, when your mind is one track, harvest witness, you won't get sidetracked. Brush it off, no big deal. Shake that off, uh, uh, wipe off the dust. Don't let uh, that critique, that criticism, that, that rejection slow you down. Look at verse number 12, he, he notes Sodom. Verse number 13, Chorazin, Tyre, Sidon. Verse 15, Capernaum. And he's basically reassuring them that there's a whole lot of cities that aren't going to receive you. There's a whole lot of houses that are going to reject you. There's a whole lot of places that aren't going to be receptive to you. But don't let that stop you. Reach the reachable. Bless the blessable. And the attitude needs to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be a blessing to the ones that receive. I'm going to be a, a help to the ones that can be helped. There's a whole lot of people that won't be, that will reject, but to the ones that will be. Look at number four, the partnership during the harvest. Uh, verse 16, he that heareth you, heareth me. It's not you going alone. It's not you ministering by yourself. It's not just your hand patting them on the back. It's the Lord's hand with your hand. Uh, and he that receives you, uh, uh, receives me. He that heareth you, heareth me. Verse 16, and he that despiseth you, despiseth me. He that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. Hey, if they're rejecting you, it's not you that they're rejecting. It's me that they're rejecting. If they're rejecting you, it's not you that they're rejecting. It's me that they're rejecting. Put down number five. We're done. The praise after the harvest. Verse 17. And this is just the first third. Ambassadors for Christ. And next week, Good Samaritan, neighbors like Christ. And then the next week, uh, Mary and Martha, worshipers of Christ. But uh, look at the praise after the harvest, 17. And, and the 70 returned again with joy. With joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Hey, we healed the sick. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan. He goes, you think that's great? You think that's big? Hey, let's put it in perspective. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Uh, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. He basically says this. Uh, he, he, let's prioritize this thing. Let's prioritize this thing. If someone has a physical need and, and someone has a spiritual need, Boy, rejoice, rejoice, yeah, rejoice when you can help physically. And yes, praise the Lord when you can help financially, but, but rejoice when those names are written in heaven. Rejoice because you have eternal life. Hey, that's the primary thing to rejoice about. 
And so as we're going out and blessing and sharing and helping and, and witnessing, uh, Psalm 126, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. In joy, they came back with joy. And he said, rejoice in this. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, will doubtless come again with rejoicing. Uh, I can tell you the ingredients for a happy church, a praising church. It's a church that's not focused on themselves. A happy church, a praising church, isn't focused on, well, it's a hard time and the struggles and I have this and this going on. No, a happy church, a praising church is one that's, number one, focused on him. Focused on him. Focused on him. Looking into Jesus. Considering him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Moses endured by seeing him who was invisible. Abraham looked for a city that hath foundations, whose builder, he looked, the builder and maker is God. Wait, number one, focus on him. And then number two, focus on them. And so just a few words about uh, being ambassadors uh, for Christ. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next week uh, being neighbors like Christ, being neighbors uh, like Christ, the Good Samaritan. It's going to be a great, great passage. Read ahead for that. But don't miss this Sunday morning as we close out Ephesians chapter number one. Hey, let's pray that we can be the kind of ambassadors for Christ that God has commissioned us to be. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.